0: The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting.
1: You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you.
2: Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information?
0: Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Looker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed,
1: sit back and... Welcome, everybody, to the show. I am Todd Rooker, the one and only. This is Cover Your Assets. And I think we have a really good topic, really good show. And certainly uh, it is something for those of you who are who are good enough to listen to me uh, on a regular or at least semi-regular basis. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this one. Uh, the topic of the show is you will become a financial person. Now... As I just mentioned, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me say that a lot of times. In fact, maybe if you check out any of my social media, you'll hear people responding with that, saying that when I first met Todd, he said to me, you will become a financial person. So, hey, what does that even mean? What in the world does that actually mean? We talk a lot about business owners on this show but let's be honest and, and say that most employees and consumers or, or those those people are going to make up 90% of the population or whatever the percentage is. It's high or certainly higher than business owners. And so does any of this stuff even relate to me? And the answer is you better believe it does. And so I'll, be, I'll begin with this. Uh, the concept of Know Your Numbers is really about decision-making. Now, uh, there is there is a, a, a term or a, a profession uh, that, is, that is called MIS, Management Information Systems, and it bases its foundation on the idea that there are people in every department who have information that relates to that department. As a decision-maker, you need to have all... All of those components within your business uh, summarized and put together in such a way that you can make intelligent decisions about that business, some of which may be in the millions and and billions of dollars. And so whether your company is small or whether your company is big, making decisions from a position of financial accuracy is obviously something that you want to do. Yeah, and people in small businesses don't do it. And moreover, people who do who are who are employees or or uh, in in uh, you know consumers, they don't even do it at all. Uh, they just want stuff, and then they think they try. I to I want find stuff. It. Yeah, man, everybody does. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but a part of the 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 decision making, vetting, if you will, of that decision must be correlated with your numbers. In other words, if I do something and I spend this money that I'm not spending now and I introduce it into my uh, income that I bring home, how will that affect everything else? The reality is people don't want to know that. They just want to do it. That's the deal, man. They don't want to know. And then they're confronted with challenges. And uh, the point is they should have thought about that a long time before. Uh, hey, we'll find a way to make it work, honey, is the adage more often than not. So I'm saying that that even if you're not a business owner, even if you're just a uh, working professional, you need to know your numbers to make those decisions. And so I'll begin discussing that with every client that we have, we work intensively uh, to create and manage a controlled and intentional spending plan. Uh, And the reaction to that from most people is, no, no, I want to know about how to invest money, how to make money. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much there. Yeah, well, no, you're not. And the fact that you have spreadsheets on spreadsheets and you're an accountant or you're an MBA means absolutely zero. So for those of you who've got detailed spreadsheets, and you think that's everything you need, and you don't need anybody else because you've got your whole system down. Yeah, well, your whole system probably sucks anyway, okay? So uh, that's that's number one, because there's more to accomplish with this than you might think, other than just knowing your numbers, and we're going to talk about that. But certainly, your whole goal is not to manage things. That's the point. The whole goal is to have an automated system <clears throat> that makes sure that things work out as they should, regardless of whomever the human being is who is managing it. So the whole, uh, you know, I'm doing fine, thank you very much, and no, you don't understand, I'm not like other people, that's not the point. The point is that the less the human being is involved in the management of money, the more likely it is to work. And if we're trying to get people who are not that, maybe you are, Uh, more disciplined, my reaction to that is let's just give up and go home right now. Because if you're waiting or wanting to change a person, don't believe in change. People are the way they are. They can only become better at what they are with systems. But the systems that we create, we create them in such a way to overcome The obvious and typical failure of the human being, making that system so good, so consistent, that the individual can't screw it up despite themselves. That's really the ultimate goal, and that's what we try to do. So, uh, the first part of doing that is to come about numbers that the individual believes, well, not the numbers actually, better yet, come about the lifestyle, that in the mind's eye of the individual or, or family or couple, domestic partners, whatever, uh, come about the numbers that they believe, by goodness, they ought to be able to have this type of a lifestyle. And then we assign costs, exp- you know, the, the cost of those things to that reasonable lifestyle. And that means a lifestyle, not one that you feel like you're giving things up and you're miserable, but reasonably, you're happy and you're cool with living this lifestyle. Ongoingly, that's what I'm talking about. Now, that in and of itself is a bit of a science. I have a client, uh, a, a wonderful client who who wants to make, who wants to buy a lot of real estate, and he is a psychologist and he really uh, is working hard to ve- to develop a system to try to overcome some of the some of the psychological issues that people have as 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 barriers to being successful from a financial pers- perspective and maybe just successful in life overall i'm not that guy I just look at the numbers. It doesn't mean that I don't, uh, daddle or dabble in that area because, you know, when you work with human beings, it's pretty hard not to because it just becomes such a component to what you're doing. But, you know, if, if you want to help somebody determine what it costs to live, You're not going to do a uh, controlled spending plan coming about the numbers the way that people do on their own. And let me be clear about the way people do it on their own. Most of the time, the only time, unless you're one of the people that I just described who is rare and keeps numbers on everything, the only time that people write down their numbers and start calculating and looking at things is when they're concerned that they don't have enough and they're stressed. That's when they do it. And so what they're really doing from the onset, are they biased? Oh, they're totally biased because they're just trying to make it work. That's it. And so what typically happens is they're going to they're gonna start calculating those numbers. Now, whether that's just on a piece of paper, which is doomed to fail to begin with because they're not going to recall or even want to recall all of the expenses. They just don't want to know. Thank you very much. Or they're going to pull a spreadsheet off of the Internet using some of the different programs that are out there, possibly Mint.com, uh, Microsoft Money, or they're just going to get some basic spreadsheet off the Internet. Well, when they do, maybe it's a bankruptcy spreadsheet. Uh, When they do, it's going to have multiple categories, oftentimes categories they never even thought of. So they begin at the top of that spreadsheet, and most likely there's formulas built into it that are going to summarize the different categories or at the very least give them a grand total in summary they get about one-third, halfway, two-thirds of the way down that spreadsheet. And as they are always glancing back at the summary total as they add things, they're beginning to get ill. They're beginning to get a stomachache for fear that that number, which is becoming much, much bigger than they ever wanted it to be. And so as they go along from that point of of, uh, stress, They start putting numbers in the categories that, frankly, they wish they were only spending because they want that magic summary number to not be more than they can pallet or they can deal with. That's what goes on, which means it's a joke is what it really means, Um, because when you when you do that, you're not being honest with yourself. And when confronted with each one of those things individually out in the world. Yeah, you're not looking at your spreadsheet. You're just doing what you want to do. And when that happens, you put that in and it affects everything else. And the next thing you know, the end of the month comes and you're freaking out because you don't have enough money to buy or to pay for the things that you must pay for because you did the things that you wanted to do. And then they're frustrated at the world many times because they don't make enough money or better yet, the people they're working for don't pay them enough money. And is that, is that like an eight or nine out of ten? Bet your rear end it is. That's exactly what it is. And so, the first thing I want to do is to fill out a spreadsheet. Yes, yes, with the numbers. However, I, the exercise is different because we are not trying to be thrifty to make a summary number fit within your sensibilities and your comfort zone. We're filling it out without any regard for what that grand total is, and I'm simply asking you to tell me about your life. What's real, what you com- What are you comfortable with, and the like. Now, <clears throat> this is such a profound thing. And no one sees it this way. And look, look, when people when people even when we even talk about it, you know, I, I had a client in my office yesterday. And I mean, she's a wonderful young lady. But, you know, I could just see as Eve just beginning to talk about it. She was getting stressed just talking about it. the idea of having to put it down. She says, I just don't want to know. And I've got kids, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all busy. Who gives a crap? Everybody's busy. Whatever. You still have to do this. So imagine this: if you are an adult, then you do have all these numbers. But let's let's say that that you're not. Let's just say you're a, you're graduating high school or you're graduating college, a point in your life where you have minimal expenses, and in fact. You don't even know what they are. You've not even given any mind to them. So I will have parents who will send me their kids. And again, this is relatable to anybody. So just bear with me on this little, little spiel I'm running about. The young kid graduating from high school who's trying to select a college, uh, path, uh, comes in to see me oftentimes because I've been working with their parents or their parents know somebody who's worked with me and they will pay my fee to, to do this. And so, I will begin talking with them about what type of a life they have, aspirations in their life, because they don't think they have any expenses, and they think this is all irrelevant. But I'll ask them things like, do you plan to own a home someday? And tell me about your parents' home, and do you plan to own a home that is bigger or smaller in relation to your parents' someday? Uh, well, I'm not planning on owning a home anytime soon. Yeah, because they think four years is an, is is a vast amount of time in front of them. We all know that goes by in the blink of an eye. And so I say, yeah, yeah, but someday, are you? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Will it be as nice as your your parents' house? Oh, I'm sure. You know, at least you know, and it'll be you know. And so tell me about your parents' neighborhood, and I will discern what the what the market cost is of houses in that area. I've been doing this for 35 years, so I don't have any problem doing that. So maybe that's a three hundred and fifty, four hundred and $550,000 home. And then I will say to them, do you ever plan to get married? Well, not today. Yeah, I'm aware. You're 18. Tell me someday. Yeah, probably someday. Okay. So do you plan to have children when you get married? Oh, my, that's ridiculous. I've never even thought about it. Seriously? Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, probably. Maybe a couple. Okay boom and as we're going along folks I'm assigning numbers to every one of these things and so I say to you, do you plan that your kids will be in swimming and 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 dance and and play basketball or football or what and all of these things I know what the cost is they don't know and half the time their parents don't know either but I do even if they're modest and so I'm going along and are you going to plan to garden and do you plan to take one family vacation per year and will you have two cars and but Will both you and your spouse or your significant other work? And I put all these numbers together, and when I finish doing it, the number, the 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 the, the face that I get from them when they see the number, they are ha, just like you and their parents, blown away at what that total number is. Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, Halloween, State Fair. Everything I put it in there. Will you tip the garbage man? Do you have a, a, will you get an artificial tree or a real tree? Uh, will you tip the mailman? How much more money on food, beer, and wine will you spend in these holiday seasons above your standard grocery budget? It's all in there. I'm really good at this. And when they see that number, it's mind-boggling. But here's the thing, we're not even done yet. Because then I take that number and I convert that number from take-home pay, which will be required to support that, into a gross income that they will need to be paid with having withholdings taken out of that check to get to the take-home pay to have the lifestyle that, by goodness, they believe they ought to have. Then I take them over to anybody can do this, you can... pull us up on the internet if you want to right now, and you will see the tenured incomes for all the different occupations. And many of those require some type of technical training or at least a bachelor's degree today. And I'll show them with those certifications or that education what in 10 years they can expect to earn. And what that tells them is the number of professions and paths that will never support the lifestyle that, by goodness, they believe they deserve. And it is a revelation to them. As opposed to many other people who don't do this, and 10 years into their career, they are angry at the fact that they cannot afford the lifestyle that, by goodness, they haven't had in their mind's eye way back in high school, and so now they're mad at the world because the, the, the job, the profession, the path they took does not compensate to do this very important work that they're doing because, boy, you better believe it's important, but the world doesn't compensate that work to a level that gives them a take-home pay to support the lifestyle that, by goodness, they believe they ought to be able to have. Tell you what, it was like that before they ever went to college, but they didn't look at it, did they? So when I say know your numbers... Do you understand what I'm talking about, folks? Do you understand why it's so important? So what I'm saying earlier is making decisions from a position of financial accuracy. That's an example of what I'm talking about. But there is even more to this. And I'm saying when I talk about an intentional controlled spending plan or a controlled intentional spending plan, I'm talking about you know how much you're going to spend on everything before you walk into the store because the number is already built in and you see how it affects everything else that obviously is important as well so that when you introduce something new, it throws a wrench in everything. You better be able to have something that you can put a new number in and know how it affects the grand total before you wind up in trouble or even if you pay your bills on time. You've never missed a payment in your life, thank you very much. But every month, it's chaos because you're robbing money from this account, taking loans from your retirement account. Whatever you're doing, it's chaos, but boy, you've never missed a payment. You fancy yourself a good money manager because you have never missed a payment, which beats the heck out of the people who do miss payments all the time, right? Well, don't take a lot of consolation in that. The way you handle things still sucks, all right? So what we're really trying to do is to figure out how much it takes you to have a reasonable lifestyle. And we're going to provide a tremendous amount of detail in there, just like a business that has a category of expenditures, and there's many, many items specifically that go in there, and having the information in there without knowing all of the individual expenditures that calculated to that grand total in that category is useless. You need to know everything that went in there so that you can analyze those things, and this, your personal controlled spending plan, is much the same way. You're trying to figure out how much this grand total is, and you're providing tremendous detail. So three months, six months, two years from now, you will know exactly how you came up with those numbers in the first place. And if you need to change, scale them back, augment them, you will know how it affects the grand total and the number specifically itself. Does that make sense to you, folks? So that's what you need to do. All right. Uh, eliminates the arduous task. So actually, let me finish up on this. I want you to know how much you're going to spend before you walk into a store and how it affects everything. So I'm not talking about reconciling at the end of the month. If at the end of the month you take all, you go online and you calculate all of your expenses because you use a check card or you use a credit card as a method of spending. And then you calculate that because they keep track of it. This is not at all what I'm talking about. So if that's what you thought. Throw that out because the reality is whatever you have spent in reconciling, you have already spent and left the store. Chances are you're never going to take these things back when you realize that you overspent in a category and now it has a negative effect on everything else. It's too late. So reconciling, like the practice of accounting, your CPA, that is to account for things after they've already happened. That's not controlled intentional spending, folks. That's a totally different thing. Do I need to bang you in the head to get you to understand that? It's a totally different thing. I'm talking about how much you're going to spend before the end of the month. You'll know that at the beginning of the month, and you'll know that one full year in advance. And the only exception to that will be bona fide emergencies. There will be no slush fund. And there will be no extra money that you can just, you know, dabble with in there. Emergencies, for the most part, really aren't emergencies. They're just things that you neglected to put in there because you didn't want that number to be what it already is. You know, even if you do something once a year, twice a year, every quarter, every other month, you're still doing it once a year, once a quarter, every other month. So the idea that you don't put that stuff in your monthly expenditures is ridiculous, but most people don't, do they? Let's take our first break and we will be right back talking about you will become a financial person. I'll help you. Listen on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Does your sump pump run constantly? do you want to ensure that you never have a damp musty smelling basement these issues are caused by water coming off your roof draining into your basement gutters can resolve these problems William Foss is the owner of seamless solutions he is honest and trustworthy he is simply the best if you need gutters or leaf covers he is the guy to call You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com.
2: Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank.
0: Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second-generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience.
1: He can lift a bus
0: straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds, and he has the power to regenerate entire limbs.
1: find Arles Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639.
0: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
1: Welcome back, everybody. So, if you, uh, if you understood what I just said, we're now going to talk about what, what the specific purposes are that go above and beyond what I've been talking about. Although, I will say the first purpose is to determine the true cost of a reasonable life and then convert that to gross income so you have a sense of the amount of money that you have to make. I mean, that's very important. And, you know, if, it, if, if, if you don't like seeing it, too bad. At least now you know, and you can gear up for it. And the thing you have to be very conscious of is that escalating one's lifestyle takes a millisecond. You get a raise at work, and you're already thinking about the better car, the better house, the better restaurant, the better everything that you can have. Because you felt like you have been wanting all this time compared to all the crap that you see on television. So, you know, I'll tell you this. And again, it's going to piss everybody off. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you want a reasonable, decent life, not as over the top as you think, in America today, it takes two to $300,000 a year just to have a decent life. And I don't mean, well. well, I'll say this, when and if you ever make that money... Only then will you fully appreciate how little money it actually is. And for most of you, you don't believe that. You believe if you could, and and why do I say most of you? Because I know what the average income in America is. That's why. I know that in the the metropolitan area, what does it take to be in the top 15% of households? $180,000 a year. That's it. Now that's not two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. And that's the top fifteen percent of income earners. So so I truly understand the absurdity of what I'm telling you. I do. I know the statistics, but I'm gonna tell you right now I deal with people's money every day, and I know I have clients who make two, three, five hundred thousand and a million dollars a year. And only when they make that dream number that they've been, you know, pursuing for ten years, twenty years. Only when they make that money do they fully appreciate how little money it actually is. It doesn't buy them this Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. The, okay, now maybe they put their kid in a private high school, and now maybe maybe they have a decent house, and now maybe they get to finally take vacations and do some of the things that they thought they could do with half or or one-third of that amount of money. And they sit back and they say, how is it possible that this amount of money only buys me this kind of a life. Look, too bad. It's about time you figure it out. And then you set your sights on different numbers. But remember something. The only way you're ever going to create wealth, because income will never be wealth. Income buys you a lifestyle. Wealth is determined by the assets that you own minus the liabilities that you owe, house versus house payment, And what's left in equity is a part of your net worth. And you do that with everything you own. That's how you determine where you are financially. The fact that you make a few hundred thousand dollars a year does not in any way make you rich. But I understand to the rest of the world, the rest of the broke world who makes no money, they do think that's wealth. But it's not. Assets minus liabilities. What do you own? If you stop working tomorrow, how much do you have? So if that money simply buys you a lifestyle and you don't, and I don't, and look, the other thing is, I'm not talking about your contribution to your 401k. Okay. When you hear some financial person talking, you immediately revert to mutual funds and index funds and bonds. Okay. I'm not talking about that. Your 401k. A 401k, just so you know, folks, for somebody who's been in that business for 30 years, that is never going to create wealth for the vast majority of people. Just so you know. OK, it's stability. Having a few hundred thousand or a million dollars in a retirement account is going to do nothing but create stability so that you can do other things that will actually make you wealthy. Owning a business, owning a commercial building, owning residential uh, real estate uh, as, a, as a landlord, uh, ha- having, having uh, uh, a tremendous amount of stock above and beyond your contribution to your retirement account. Look, you can only put $20,000 a year into your retirement account. And for most of you, you hear me say that, and that's an astronomical amount of money. You would never even consider doing that. And I'm telling you, your real goal is that you want to fully fund your retirement account, and you need to do things on top of that. Oh, And now, now you're immediately opting out of what I'm saying, because it doesn't pertain to you. Yes, it does. But you need to focus on what it takes to do these things. And if you're somebody who, who, who can't fathom any of that, well, then you're going to tune out, and this is not for you anyway. But for the people who want to do this, you obviously have to know what it takes to have a reasonable life because your goal is that you need to make more money than that so that you can maintain that reasonable life, control it at that level so that when you make more money, you actually have more money to work with to invest. So that is the Primary thing that you start with, determine the true cost of a reasonable life and determine its gross, and then shoot for a higher number so that you have money on top of that to invest. That's the first thing. Second thing is to eliminate the arduous task of reconciling as well as robbing uh, Peter to pay Paul at the end of the month. So, uh, this whole thing that you're going to be stowed away in a spare bedroom once a month or every weekend managing money, that's ridiculous. You're trying to eliminate that. That's the whole point and the fact that you never miss a payment because you're taking money from what you thought were savings or you're taking money from investments that you thought were investments and by the way when something becomes an asset and gets put into the investment account it stays in the investment account you don't save up money to buy more stuff okay when something is an asset you're not saving yourself ten thousand dollars to have a down payment for a new truck You're not saving yourself $10,000 to be able to, what, you know, fix up the kitchen or the bathroom. You put it in the asset column, it stays in the asset column, and the goal of that of those funds is that those funds will take on a life of their own and grow larger and larger, and not because you're making continual contributions to increase it, you are doing that too, but because the investment where you put the money beats inflation and builds that and grows and grows and grows. That's what you're trying to do. That's the whole idea. So controlled spending, that's what that's about. Number two, eliminate the arduous task of reconciling so that you can't screw it up. That's the point. It automatically, automation, goes and pays things. Remember, consistency is the key to life. The more consistent, the more easily managed, and the less the human being is involved, the more likely it is to work. The more you're involved, the more chaos there's going to be. So you're not pushing the button on the bill pay account to send. It's automated. It happens on the same day, same week, whenever. And it can... Every bill can be a different day and a different week. That's not the point. It'll happen the same way next month because it will be recurring in its its, uh, execution. So that's what I'm talking about. Number three, positioning for future financing and building your credit profile. Wow. Wait a minute. So I talk oftentimes about... Purchasing investment real estate, I talked to you about the fact that if you do our own a business, that you're going to have to have financing to grow that business because you're not going to do it organically by making enough money and then saving money to build. It's the slow boat to nowhere. Access to financing is your ability to grow the business, and in fact, your limit, your limitation to growth often is your access to financing, meaning if you can't get financing, you're not going to grow, or you're not going to grow very quickly. So you are always wanting to be in a position where you are attractive for financing. So managing your money in this way is creating a profile so that you can ensure that you will look attractive to a bank for financing, yes, for your single family home, but even more than that. And remember that whenever you go to get financing of any sort, including your family home, they're going to ask you for your transparency your bank statements, your tax returns, a personal financial statement. And when they look at all of these things, how you're spending your money in your checking account, what are the things that you're buying? Are you saving money ongoingly or are you spending everything that you own? Are you spending it on frivolous things? Do you save money for nine months and then go and put it down on something that declines in value the minute you drive it off the lot? They're looking at all of that because they're trying to determine character and that character in banking, did a radio show on it, determines your ability to qualify for financing, which as I've just told you, is your limitation for growth. So, Why are we doing the controlled and intentional spending? Because we want to ensure that you're being positioned for financing. We're managing money to create transparency, so when they look back six months and a year, you look the way you want to look to be attractive to banks. Not just going in, dumping your crap on the desk, and you think because you have an 800 credit score, the world is your oyster. Because just so you know, folks, you're wrong about that. You're wrong about that. But see, if you have a crappy credit score, you think that that is the answer because everybody you know maybe has a better credit score and you're wanting in that area. But I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't enough. You got to have the proper profile. And so managing money in this way, knowing your numbers and controlled intentional spending is the way that you do that. So positioning for your future financing and building your credit profile. What's that about? Well, look, If you think you're going to pay for some credit repair process, and that's going to fix your credit, and then you're never going to be here again, you're delusional. It is your pathetic habits that got you here in the first place. And so, yeah, yeah, you're going to pay somebody, they're going to send out a bunch of dispute letters, and they're going to remove some crap on your credit score, bang it up a 100 points, you're going to qualify for the house, and a year later, your credit's going to be a disaster all over again, because fundamentally, you never fixed anything. This is why we need to do it. Number four, knowing your numbers so you can make qualified decisions. This is so important because when you make decisions, if you want to do something or you want to change something, you come in and and write it down, plug it into your controlled intentional spending plan, and you see how it affects other things. may very well mean that you need to give up other things that are also important to you to be able to do this new thing that you're so excited about. However, it may also mean that when you see all the things that you might have to give up to do this new thing, you realize that it's not as important as you thought, or at least you adjust for this. This gives you the strength to make decisions from a financial perspective confidently and decisively. Remember, intentional and controlled spending allows you to make decisions from a position of financial accuracy. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about knowing your numbers. You will become a financial person. We'll be right back. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutions.com for more information call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at com. again that number 612-271-4047 Hi, I'm
3: Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency serving the community for over 27 years people tend to be most concerned with price that is of course until something goes wrong then the only thing they care about is their coverage my experience enables me to uncover every available discount I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at Kimnibo.com.
0: Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at DannersCabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100 percent reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 612- 202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com.
1: However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arlis Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arlis Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arlis Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639.
0: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, the other thing that this enables you to do, that last number that I hit, knowing your number so you can decisively and confidently make decisions, here's the other thing that it shows you, or the other thing that you should maybe calculate, and that is that if you have determined where you're putting your money. So, imagine this. When we do this, I try to say, all right, so so if you maintain this this cost of living, then You should have this much money left over. Then I go through and I teach them the four categories of investing with the concept of where is the leverage for you within your comfort zone or your comfort, you know, your sensibility. See, you know, when I talk like this, everybody wants to go see a financial advisor, Because that's all they understand. They don't understand that the day-by-day money management is what determines what you have to work with in the first place. And at the end of the day, screw your return on investment if you don't have any money to work with in the first place. Right? You got that? So the idea is that once I have helped them develop this, and I have a banking structure and money management, just so you know, to ensure that it works out to the dollar at every single month. So they now, without managing money and automating this system, and I teach them how to do that, they will wind up spending no more at the end of the month than that number before the month ever begins. And the only exception will be an emergency fund, and we will build an emergency fund on top of putting money into investments. But Investments. What's that all about? Well, there's paper investments. There is your own business, if you start it. There is investing in other people's businesses, kind of like an angel investor, if you ever watched uh, Shark Tank. And then the last one is investing in real estate. Those are the four categories, and anything and everything else is simply a variation on that theme. And so once I teach them those things, I say, of the money you have left over at the end of the year, $1,000, $10,000, $100,000, let's break it up and portion it to each one of these things as you feel comfortable, and I'll teach you about them in detail so you can feel confident. Remember that any investment that seems risky to you simply means you don't understand it. If I say I'm gonna do something, and you say, ooh, that sounds risky, the reason you say that more often than not because you don't understand it, not recognizing that I, who do understand it, and making calculated decisions, but to you, it's like going to the horse races and throwing it on a horse. That's not investing. So once you figure that out, that's what we do with that money. So that's that's your ultimate goal as an individual consumer, employee, practitioner, somebody who simply gets paid to work. That's what your goal is. Now, I could spend hours saying more, but this is enough. I'm now going to go to the next component, which is if you are a business owner. Now, being a business owner... Often doesn't mean much because most of the business owners who are out there who are smaller to mid sized business owners are, in fact, people who speak 401k. What does that mean? It means although you own your small business, your S Corp, your LLC, that does not make you, in mindset, a business owner. You think just like they. You want a cabin. You you know he or she who dies with the most toys wins. That means the expensive handbag. That means going out to nice restaurants. It means going on hunting trips. It means the the lake home, the snowmobile, the truck, whatever, the boat. That is what you're striving for. You're not striving for wealth. And see, when you speak 401K, and by the way, it doesn't mean that you have a 401K. So if you're hearing this, you don't even know what I'm talking about, and I'm aware of that. I mean you have a mentality of, listen to this. Well, I put a little money into my retirement account because, you know, they match 4%. So I put 4% in there. I think I'm I'm maxing it out, which, by the way, is nothing and pathetic. You can put in infinitely more, but you only do the match. And then anything and everything that you earn above that, obviously, that's to enhance your lifestyle, to put a deck on the back of the house, to take a trip to Florida or Europe or whatever you're doing. And that's to buy a nicer car, a nicer house, a nicer life. You, if, you, if that's how you think, and 90% of the population does, you speak 401k. That's what I mean. So if you're a business owner, when you start making money, those are the things that you have your eyes on when you make more money, then you're never going to go anywhere, and your business is going to remain a small business and never become a large business. That's what you need to know. So if I'm a business owner, one of the most important things that, that I, as a coach or strategist, can do for you is to teach you how much it costs you to live a reasonable life, and then pay yourself that consistent amount of money because small business owners never do. They just take draws willy-nilly all over the place, and everything they earn, they spend, and at the end of the year, when the CPA says, oh my gosh, you've got funds in your operating account, you're going to get killed with taxes, they go and buy crap that they don't need simply to offset the taxes, or they do get that money because remember LLCs and S-Corps are flow-through, so whatever's left that is not spoken for in the form of business expense, Expenses is going to be taxed as ordinary personal earned income. Consequently, you take that money, you start thinking about the new boat you can buy. That money should have been put back into the operating account in the way of making on your, in your minutes book a loan back to the business for that amount of money so that the business has operating to make more money with that money. But that's not what most of you do, is it? And most likely, you don't even have that. Most likely, you're just simply spending money willy-nilly all over the place. Even though you have a salary, you're taking draws on top of that. And the reality is you just basically spend what you make. And at the end of the year or the beginning of the next year, you could never tell me how much you actually spent because you just did what you did. Imagine if you knew exactly how much to spend yourself because you had a controlled and intentional spending plan. And that might be something like your salary's take-home pay, as well as a consistent draw to shore up that exact amount that comes to you every single month consistently. And then when you make more money, you actually have more money. Would that be a profound thing for a small business owner? That thing alone, it would change their lives, That's how big it is. So if you do that, then you're capable of doing the things that I talk about. And remember that an expense to pay you, people will say, no, no, I'm doing fine personally. Thank you very much. I want you to help me with my business finances. You know, I hear you talk about things like protect your margins, know your numbers, be prepared to defend your numbers. You say those things. So that's what I want to know about. Listen, guys, I don't care what you say. I start with the personal numbers. I start with the personal money management. And the reason for that is because more often than not, one of the largest expenses. Expenditures to the business when we're trying to determine ratios and profit margins is the money that you pay yourself every year as a business owner it is one of the largest expenditures to the business and you can't even tell me what it is how in the world are we to determine margins in advance when we don't even know what you're going to pay yourself over the course of the year if that doesn't make sense you're brain dead okay That's the truth. So you've gotta pay yourself a consistent amount of money. And when I say protect your margins, that means that you know what that number is. You know how much you're going to spend on marketing. You know how much you're going to spend on labor as a percentage of gross. You know all these things, and you don't simply take money and increase spending in one area and then diminish your margins by half because, remember, the gross that you make is irrelevant. What matters is what's left at the end in the form of profit. So a little bit of change at the top end in the form of gross can have a dramatic impact in margin at the bottom line. You got to know that. Let's take our last break. I'll be right back. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612 271 4047 or email Brian directly at brian at aho law office.com. Again, that number is 612 271
2: Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, president and vice chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank.
0: Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com.
3: at, Kim at
0: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
1: Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> so, the whole point is to know your numbers. So, when I talk about protecting your margins, remember something. If, of your gross income, you have determined an amount that you're going to put towards marketing, that you're going to put towards labor, that you're going to put towards material costs, In every job that you bid, every product that you make, every time you give somebody a raise, you are digging into those margins. So when I make the point, protect your margins, you have to know what goes into each of the numbers within a category of your income statement. How much are you paying each person? You can't just say, well, I'm just going to increase my my SEO spend by X number of dollars. Because by doing that, you took a percentage of gross that has a profound impact in the net, and now you're not making nearly as much money or you're not making any money at all. So when I say protect your margins, you can't just willy-nilly do things. You have to know of the money that comes in, what percent is going to go to this, that, and the other thing, and how does each thing affect the other in terms of being interrelated. You've got to know these things. That's why I say know your numbers, know your numbers. And when you do go into a bank and in that bank you want you want financing because you want to grow your business and remember i said rarely can you do that from an organic perspective you got to be able to defend those numbers that's why you got to know them hope you enjoyed the show folks i think i gave you a lot of information in there listen to it over and over again on the podcast have a great weekend everybody bye bye
0: This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN.